Welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. It's so good to be here. Hello again. Another month. Here we go. Passed us by. It's almost Christmas. It's like a freight train. Thanksgiving is behind us. It is officially Christmas season. We get to talk all things unapologetically. Right. Christmas. Christmas. We're here. Super excited. And I'm not really a Hallmark Christmas movie person. But you give me a rom-com holiday book, Mm. and I am a sucker for it. I may have begun my holiday reading a few weeks ago. I haven't read one yet, but I definitely have them on hold. And if they don't come available by the day after Thanksgiving, then I'm going to be purchasing some books. It's just like, I don't want to read them any other time of the year, but I enjoy them. Yeah, the one I really want is an 18-week wait. Yes, I'm never on time putting them on hold to like time them out properly. I'm not going to read it in March. No. Okay, that's probably not 18. I'm being, well. It might be. Three months plus, three months plus. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's March. No, thank you. I'm with you on that one. I've been wanting to read... In a holidays. I think we, oh, ju- we just talked about I this. love that book. I've been wanting to read it for a long time, but I can never get it right, like during Christmas. So I'm just like, long... well, I'll wait till next year. And then I, by the time I'm like, oh, yeah, in a holidays, there's already a huge wait. There's always. Yeah. But I just discovered a new listening platform. I can't wait to hear about it because this might be a game changer. Seriously, I'm stoked. So let's share this share quickly. Here. And if you already have this deal, tell us how it works for you and if it's worth it. Please do. Okay. So I was I was talking about the Britney Spears memoir at work and was saying that I couldn't believe how long the wait was. I'm not going to get it for a year. It's like crazy long, even though there's like 75 copies at my oh library. My it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't want to buy it. But right. I would like to hear it because right. that is my generation. Yeah. So I had mentioned this. She's like, well, you do you have Spotify? You can listen to it on Spotify. And I was like, wait. I, I literally stopped in my tracks. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, oh, yeah. There's audiobooks on Spotify. And I my jaw hit the ground. I do have Spotify. I have recently gone from like a, you know, a private account that like my whole family would share on my account. I was like, we can't do this anymore. And I did a family account, which is not very much. It's like $7, maybe $8, $7.99 or something like that. And all six of my family members can listen on their own devices. Uh-huh. Um, but it includes audiobooks. So I like quickly went and looked it up and sure enough, Britney Spears is on Spotify and it is included in my $7.99 that monthly account. Seems so too good to be true. I know. Unfortunately, I cannot report on like my experience with it you because haven't. I was too busy. I have other things I'm listening to, but I'm just like, this is like in the back of my mind going, Oh my goodness, guess what else was on there? in the holidays that I have been waiting for. you need to read in the month of December. Yes, I don't have to wait for it in line. I'm super excited about it. But I I have not done it. So I'm like, I don't think there's ads because I have like this premium account that doesn't have ads. But I don't know, can I speed it up? Because I like to generally speed up. Like all these little things. All the things. Yep. I'm going to try it. I will return and report. (laughs) And we will see. 
<gasps> if you do this, if you listen on Spotify, share us, share with us. We want to hear. Um, okay. Yeah. So if you are like, please share. I want to hear tips and tricks of Spotify audiobooks. Please, please. So I'm I'm super excited about this because there, as I've like searched up even like new release books, there's a lot on here. Yeah. That I have on hold that I don't have to have on hold. I can find them on this right, other right, right. listening platform. So I was looking, I don't have a membership. I just have Spotify, just the free. The regular, yeah. And so I pulled that up and was just looking to see if like I have access to some books. No, I would have to, per- you can purchase books through Spotify and then you can listen to them through the app. But when I went to the website to purchase a book, it was like $25.99 for an audiobook, And I'm not willing to spend That's a lot. that much when, you when can I could check them out for the 15. library. Yeah. Or, or use Audible. my Audible Audible is credit. 15 for a credit. Yeah. So um, it, I mean, if you look at $7 a month, Right. For a membership or pay $25 for a book, obviously $7 is the right way to go. The right way to go, but it does seem too good to be true. So, yeah. That's the other thing. I'm like, I have all these credits that have been building up because I have an Audible membership. So every month it just automatically charges me. I automatically get a credit. One book. And that's fine. But I have some built up because I haven't needed them. I've been able to get everything I want from my library. Yeah. So I'm like, well, gosh, for $7 versus. 15 right i might not need my auto i i there's just some stuff happening over here right right i, I don't know what's Gotta gonna happen but that's not why we're here today no it's not today we are here to talk all things the charlie. book of charlie oh charlie good good charlie wait but before that we aren't going there yet no okay we can't go there That's yet. That's just why we're here. But that is why we're here. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to talk about it. But before mm-hmm. we talk about that, our new book for December. December's book club pick. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> and... Holiday Romance by Catherine Wall. <laughs> I told you I love a good holiday romance We book. have scoured. And I mean scour. There are so many like rom com holiday books. Like, yeah. what should we be reading this month? And we like really were like hitting walls. We're like, eh, eh, eh. Nothing. We love Lots it when something just fives. like hits us both, and we're like, yep, that's it. We thought we had one, and then we're like, oh, maybe this isn't gonna work. Yeah. So we went back and looked again, and then we found it. Yeah. So. And we're excited. I very excited. Uh, read us. The synopsis. Okay, the synopsis. Here we go. Holiday Romance by Catherine Walsh. She's meant to be catching flights, not catching feelings. Molly and Andrew are just trying to get home to Ireland for the holidays when a freak snowstorm grounds their flight. Nothing romantic has ever happened between them. They're friends, and that's all. But once a year, for the last 10 years, Molly has spent 7 hours and 15 minutes sitting next to Andrew on the last flight before Christmas from Chicago to Dublin, drinking terrible airplane wine and catching up on each other's lives. In spite of all the ways the two friends are different, it's the holiday tradition neither of them has ever wanted to give up. Molly isn't that bothered by Christmas, but in yet another way, they're total opposites, Andrew 
is a full-on fanatic for the festive season, and she knows how much getting back to Ireland means to him. So instead of doing the same thing and just celebrating the holidays together in America, she does the stupid thing, the irrational Mm -hmm. thing. She vows to get him home, and in time for his mam's famous Christmas dinner. The clock is ticking, but Molly always has a plan, and as long as the highly specific combination of taxis, planes, boats, and trains all run on time, it can't possibly go wrong. What she doesn't know is that, as the snow falls over the city and over the heads of two friends who are sure they're not meant to be together, the universe might just have a plan of its own, a totally gorgeous and escapist friends-to-lovers festive romance with a swoon-worthy hero, perfect for fans of Sophie Kinsella, Mari McFarlane, and Christ- Christina Lauren, who did it in the holidays. I do love Christina Lauren, and I really like... Um, in the holidays. What was the first author? Oh, uh, Sophie Kinsella. Sophie Kinsella. I've read some of hers, too. I like both of those. Yeah. So. I'm really excited I for just an easygoing rom com. And this is like highly um rated. Four point one six stars, ten thousand ratings. Like this is a book, like a holiday like book that people one. like. Yeah. And when did this come out? This came out in twenty twenty two. Just so last, last year, year, October of last year. Okay, so Yes. Perfect. I'm excited. Me too. Like I need this kind of a ho- this is my kind of holiday book. I'm really excited mm-hmm. as well. Isn't it's going to be great. All Bring right. on the Christmas feels. But today, okay. Today we're here to talk about the book of Charlie. Let's talk about the life of Charlie after this break. And Jamie. okay, finally, <laughs> finally, here is. I feel like every time I want to talk about Charlie, hey. you're shutting me down. I'm sorry. I just keep forgetting we all the things. Are here for Charlie. We will this is, talk about him. Okay, this is your spoiler alert. We are talking about The Book of Charlie by David Vondrelli. All of it. So, here we go. All right. Sarah, how much did you love Charlie? I really like Charlie a lot. Oh my gosh, his life it, experiences. I think my favorite thing about Charlie was his outlook on his life. Like, the way he looked at life, the way he lived his life. It was not... Like crazy, like always doing the adventure, blah, blah, blah. Throwing caution to the wind. No, no, it was. It was so average and wise. And, and that made it amazing. Well, yeah. He, he was doing some well, crazy things. I feel like if we actually looked at our own lives, when you have those kinds of glasses. Yes. Those little snapshots. Reflective glasses. Like you would have stories to tell too. That's very true. If somebody were to write like, and then she did this. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have adventures too, but we're just living it. Right. It doesn't seem extraordinary at all. And Charlie didn't feel like his life was extraordinary. No, he just was living. Yeah. In the present. And I loved, loved, loved. There is so much to talk about that I loved here and we we can't touch it all. But I loved when he was saying that... um, all the mistakes, like people say this person was such a genius. Yes. They didn't talk about, they don't talk about the failures, all the failures. Get out there and try. Fail, 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 because yes. that's where change comes. And in his lifetime, uh, change, 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 change. So much. 
I have to say, recently, I've been really battling in my head with my kids and how much they're on screens Mm -hmm. and me fighting how much they're spending playing video games or watching YouTube and, and at the same time, hating it and wanting to and wanting to preserve their mental health is my mm-hmm. concern with it. Yes. Um, also thinking back to like the 1950s when rock and roll was like devil's music and parents were like, it was being banned. And now like we watch Footloose and we're like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Why were they so afraid of it? Yes. And now putting myself in our screens of today are... The devil's music of the 50s, possibly. Right. And maybe in 50 years from now, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, can you believe moms and dads were freaking out about this? I'm trying to find the balance and the right place to feel okay with it. Yes. But also have concern and be safe and purposeful with it. I don't know. so hard. So reading this really hit me right now that change is inevitable. It's happening. And you embrace it and look at it and use it for the benefit of change. Like, that's how we progress. Yeah. And no, I don't know what that means for my kids right now. But if I'm going to take some advice from Charlie, we just got to go with it. Right. Live each day. Do the best. And in the present. What do we do for now? Yeah. Yeah. What do we do for now? And then what are we going to take that we have right now and tweak to make it better? For tomorrow. Yes, yes. Because, like, let's talk about some of the things he was involved in. I think the biggest thing that stood out for me was he talks about being a doctor. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, that alone from when he he was trained to throughout all of his practice, like, it didn't take long for his training to become obsolete. Like, he Uh, didn't actually have... When he started, he had to learn as he went. No antibiotics right. when he started. So, and they were encouraged to experiment and to try different right. things. They had a little bit of like a framework, like try this and see what happens. But like mostly, they were winging it. Right, anesthesiology, which is what he ultimately goes into, wasn't even a thing when he went to medical school. Yeah, so they did. And they then were he's trying trained, things, right? Like, well, and then he's like experimenting, and he's he creating an the training. Yes. That that the thought that you create the mode that people are going to be trained on. Yeah. In medical advances. Yes. Like and the- he talks about he's like if medical malpractice existed then, he never would have wanted he's like, I don't know what I would have done because like everything they were doing was off the books. Right. Like, they, they were just trying all kinds of things. And there were there were yeah. sometimes things that happened. He talked about putting a tube down someone's throat who had bad teeth and breaking, breaking teeth, teeth and yeah. being giving them $25 saying going to the go to the dentist and fix, go your, fix tooth. your tooth. Yeah. yeah. And that was enough. Like and that's you just and people it. were still appreciative. Yes. Oh yeah, you broke my tooth, but yeah, okay, I'll go it get was it just, fixed. But I'm alive. It, no, yes. I I mean the fact that he was in the field looking at like a horse in a horse tub, like using to cool the body down to do surgery. Oh, incredible. And then be like, we can do that. This we works. could put humans in ice so that they can have bleed less heart surgery to do heart surgery. And That's he brought incredible. in an actual horse tub into the surgery. It was amazing. Like mind that, blowing. Just the medical experiences alone. Like when he talked, it was, I will say it did break my heart a little bit to hear him talk about his early years in medicine and his, with his first wife. 
Yeah. And the way he kind of categorized her and then made choices for her, I didn't love that. Because Charlie is a human. Right, right. This was just one of those times where I was like, oh, sometimes we do the best we can and we don't know. Right, and he didn't know what to do. She he was, worried was suffering about her. from alcoholism and that wasn't, they didn't know what that was or what that yeah. did or how it affected the body or how, and what recovery looked right. like. Like, obviously he got her the best care that he, right. that was available at the time, which is amazing. That was not very common for people at all. Right. I do think but he like, was very patient. Yeah, but he was tried, never there. But yeah, he was. She he just talks about someone. being gone a lot. Like you were on call, and that was his livelihood. So like you had to show up so people would call you next time. Right. So like he was gone all the time. Sometimes she had to go with him, or else she was always alone. I felt for her. I, I felt did feel, deeply for his first wife. I agree because maybe that you know um, added to her stress that you know drove her to alcoholism or drove her to drinking more because she was so lonely and sad and she he didn't want her to have children but then maybe that added to her, her loneliness. loneliness because she had nothing or nobody like maybe if she'd had someone to take care of yeah but then he's battling what i'm battling now with the screens of my kids like we can't have kids because she yes. can't be a fit mother but if you had kids, maybe. then maybe that would pull her out and give her a purpose. Yes. Like, how do you make those decisions? And obviously, like, he was doing the best that he could. I'm right, not faulting right. him. No, I'm just saying, not. like, that was heartbreaking for me because I think that was very real for that time uh-huh. to, like, it wasn't, it's not the same as it is now. Like, no. always, I always have to remind myself when I'm reading things right. from the past. Exactly. That I cannot compare it to what life is like now. It was a different generation. There was a different expectations in marriage, different expectations for women and men. He had expectations to provide for his family. Right, right. At a certain level. And he was committed, which was admirable. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And painful. And yet he didn't know what to do still. Yeah. And just did what he could. Yeah. In the situation he was in. And I think he felt successful at work. Very. And I don't think he really, I think he, felt he floundered at home. Which is yeah. hard. Yeah. So I felt for that. But it, you watched him grow. You watched him grow He, uh, as a doctor. Yeah. As just a man who's living his life, which was amazing. Absolutely. I loved how he handled her death. Like, I, even though it was heartbreaking, like, right. very, um, gave her a lot of dignity. Yes. In her, Yes. I think so too. Like Which he was did admirable. care for her. He loved her. Yes. And wanted to, yeah. Just a hard one. To that was end. a hard That's one. That's a hard one. I agree. But um and then he was single for a long time. A long time. A long I'm long sure time that, that that really affected him. And was very unsure of if he should even like he was not looking to date or looking for to get married again or anything like no, that. No, he I think just was threw a done himself deal. into his work as a doctor. Yeah. Where he was doing well. Like, yeah. it paid off. And I'm sure that he yes. gave a lot of adva- advancements for the field. Yes. Absolutely, he did. Right? Um, some of the craziest things, though. That so he did. crazy. I, I, I made a little note. Eating monkey brains. Oh, yeah. The part where they cooked up the monkey brains and Just tried to it. Try- Ew. What? And a monkey that had been, like, tested on. Yeah. That they tried eating its braids. Oh my gosh, that it is so it's so gross. Gag right now, just listening. But to then you also, say that. they bought monkeys when they were on that one trip and brought them home. Oh yeah, like smuggled them into the country just by 
flirting with the flight attendants. That was so crazy. And brought home two pet monkeys. And this is how we get the bird flu. Right. <laughs> right. Here we've got doctors <laughs> smuggling it's monkeys okay. they'll, into they'll our heal country. Everyone. Right. It's fine. Right. But it probably one of those things would then lead to how do you take care of monkey plants yeah, and the research of my, everything yes. leads to then a progression of some sort. Um, yes. I thought that was funny. And his time spent in Utah. That's right. When he, and I love that he said they would go up to Alta. Oh, yeah. To go skiing. I'm like, for, let me tell For you. not Utahns, it is Alta. Alta is the name of the ski resort. It's the ski resort here. And, and it is very popular and it's a it great is. resort. Like, you should go yeah, there. Yeah, it is Alta, not Alta. Mm-mm. But I did find it interesting because I made note he called it Alta. And then when he refers to it a second time, he does call it Alta. Oh, that's so interesting. I thought he that was interesting. That he either time. corrected himself or just said it wrong or he or wasn't one. sure. Yeah, and one just, of them. Yeah. Was, yeah. So he, he covered his bases right, right, by right. saying it both ways. Yeah. There you go. Or when we talk about malpractice, the time they had a dislocated shoulder. Yes. And they were doing everything to get it in. And then the attendee or the doctor the, came yes. and popped it in. And so they popped it back out because he they made it look so easy. And they wanted to know how to do it. And still couldn't the get it in. The doctor's like, leave this man alone. Right. Stop your trying. I mean, the the amount of times I'm only imagining. Yes. The effort they put into trying has got to lead to some soreness when he does come yes. to. Yes. And Leave probably a lot alone. of swelling in his healing. The poor man. I, right? But, but again, again, like they're learning, like how else right. can you learn? And in that moment, it wasn't like they were hurting him. They in were the doing moment. it in a awful hurtful no, way they just really wanted to, to learn. learn yeah they're trying to learn and just the medical advancements in his lifetime just that alone the f- he practiced the first year without actually having his medical yes. license he finished medical school but couldn't do the test for a year that was crazy and he's just gonna just go because they he like missed obvious the date did, yeah like no, ridiculous no malpractice obvious yeah like that you could just go do that and help people and make house calls. And he calls. talked about like want not wanting to like wanting to serve the country, uh-huh. having this opportunity to serve as a doctor with his like people that he knows, which uh-huh. didn't end up working out, by the way. Right. But being afraid to like leave because then it's not like you just jump back in where you left off. Like people are going to find other doctors to help to them, help, yeah. And so they're not going to call you anymore and having right. to start over building your practice, right? Right. And that is daunting. Absolutely. Yeah. But doing it anyway, and then coming home and realizing that all the things have changed. Medicine is changing. And so there there was a way for him to progress. To come in and change with it. Yes. It wasn't like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. This I is ridiculous. I loved that. Yes. I yes. love that so much because sometimes I can so easily get caught up in like the fear of of change yes and what ifs and like what if this i know this this is safe this is working and if i go over here i'm gonna mess all of this stuff up yeah it's not perfect yeah but i i know how to like navigate it and it's working okay enough yeah so the idea of making a big shift and changing for fear of like it totally falling out from under me right not doing it. And, or the fear of failing. Yes. That's what, yes. Jump, yeah. Jump in and fail. And it's okay. Because Somehow it work. It will work out. It's You're going to figure something else 
out in the mean. I, I think I that's love just the that theme message. of this book. He was so good in that. Like the idea of just doing what I need to do today. Yeah. Because somehow it did all work out. Right. When he gave the advice to um, Vondrelli, David Vondrelli, yes. um, about, you know, he was talking about his busy Saturday of soccer games and the kids have this and we're doing this. And his wife or girlfriend at the time, I think it's just the girlfriend just at the girlfriend. end, yeah. was like, no, you need a date night. Those kids are going to be gone and it's back to just you. You need to find time to set those kids aside. And for each other. For each other. Just be with each other. Yeah. They cannot like, be slow the only down. thing you have. Right. Or you'll have nothing left between you yeah. when they go on. I did love that. Yeah. Such and great advice. It is really, really good advice. Steve and I received that advice like when our kids were very little and we made a point to like have a date night once a week. And a date night looks very different. Sometimes we go grocery shopping together. Right. Without our children. Without the children. It's something without you know, the sometimes kids. Sometimes it's that. But there yeah. really is something that I don't realize I was missing it until I get home from doing that. Right. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, that was so good to talk to you. I love Without being interrupted. to you. Without. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is so important. Like, I yeah. second that advice for sure. It's yes. been a big deal. Any other of his stories that stood out to you? Um, I I think my favorite thing was, like, the intro when, in the beginning of the book, when he's like, I looked out my window and saw my neighbor with his shirt off washing his girlfriend. It must have gone well. Like, the right. date the night before must have gone right. well because he's, he's out, out there the next morning the washing the car with his shirt off. My 102-year-old neighbor. With a cane, because his balance was off, but his shirt yes. is off. He doesn't have a shirt and on. And he's washing a car. I and thought he it describes was... his muscles. Like, yes. he was still fit. Yes. And it was like some purple sports car or something. And I was like, I, like that. The vision. Yes. It was so good to me. And I just thought, you know what? That's living. Yeah. That's living. That's what keeps him going. Yes. He says it's luck. And I do, like, he He smoked. Everybody smoked. Yeah. He never and had lung cancer. Get, it didn't affect he him. He lived to be 109, and other people unfairly died, like his dad. Oh, his dad. That was heartbreaking. very, very young, what young age. What an awful way to go. And Can to you, know that oh, your father died like that. Of, it was so bad. Oh, it was so bad. Awful, awful, awful. But here he is at 102. He's re- He was retired. He lived a whole life in retirement, they said. Yeah. He's got money. Yeah. And yet he's out washing the car himself. It's like, I loved he it so much. easily have paid someone for that. Sure. But he's just That's like, not the point. I take care of my things. And I have, I'm capable of it. And so I can do something do nice for someone I for care someone about. Yes. Which I loved that. Yeah. Like that never gets old. No, the chivalry right yeah. there. And I taking like, care of what I you have. I love that so much. And my, this is so funny. This is kind of off topic. It's not off topic, but it's down a different road. My grandmother, uh-huh. she has, it's her phone friend. That's what we call him. My grandmother's still around. She's in her 80s and she is lovely. I have a dreamy grandmother. She is the best. But she has a phone friend and he's 90 something years old and they don't live near each other, but they will, they call and check in on each other and they are little friends. Well, he just had a birthday. Yeah. And my grandma doesn't live by him, but she has a granddaughter who does and had him, her, run over Aww, balloons. That's so and cute. A cake. 
Ooh, for his birthday. For his birthday. And we all got it on video. We got a birth of him receiving her birthday gift. And I'm like, it really can be that way. Right. Like Just you so can still full. that's a friends. Connect. A connection. It's connections. Yeah. It's, it's relationships. Someone who's thinking are so about you. Important. All the time. Yeah. All the time. And I was like, yes. Like I love this that. reminded me a lot of Charlie. I love that she has a phone friend. How do I they know. know each other? I want to know more it about this. It was a really random connection. Like his daughter and her neighbor like were like, oh, introduced them somehow. And they just started chatting on the phone and it just never stopped. I love it. It was really random. Like that this is weird the introduction. Thing ever. I know. It's great. And she's like, when I go visit her, I'll see pictures like, oh, look, he's just, he loves dogs and his dogs just had babies. He's in his 90s and his, he's, he's like breeding dogs. Breeding dogs. It's oh. the funniest thing. Anyway, that's just a whole other love. thing. But I just feel like the overall message from Charlie and that we can take from all of all our, our elders, uh-huh. right? Is right. like hope. There isn't like, you just keep going. Yeah. And like all of these life experiences don't end at a certain age. Right. You can still be having all these new experiences, which I love so much. Right. He I didn't love have it. kids until he was in his 50s. Which was so, I didn't, I kept thinking like, when are you going to have children? Because it talks at the very beginning about him talking to his daughter his lived across the his, street. Yeah. And like kind of watched out for him. Yeah. And I was like, where does where she come they? in? Who are these children? And who, yeah, because it's way past halfway through the book before they yes. even talk about his second wife and yes. that they had a family together. Right. Two and that he was children. an instant father. Yes. And then they had three of their own. Mm-hmm. Which I loved that so very much. Just yeah, what a lifetime! What a life! When they talk and went okay back to the very very beginning, seeing the Ford Model T and oh the discussion goodness. of the Model T. Yes, riding the trains across oh, yeah the because, country. So they had the roads were not great and so they had yeah. beat up the model t by the time they got across the country and they just sold it for dollars is what he said yes i think that's what he said yes. dollars i don't know exactly what that means but you just offload a car and then you start hopping trains to get Seriously. back home well and then you don't have money N- yeah so they're kind of hiding or they're finding odd jobs to be Along able the to, way to get back get home yeah and like mom's not worried nope nope that was the other thing. Like, his mom, like, loved him, loved him so much, but never, like, did anything for him. And then it also says towards the end that she got, like, Mother of the Year or yes, some kind of mothering award from her yes. church. Like, but she tied him to a tree so he wouldn't run out into the road. Yes. Literally with a rope, tied him to the tree. And that was the extent of her taking care of him. Yeah. I'm and, keeping like, him from sent the street. him a letter. When he graduated from medical school. Didn't even school. go to couldn't the graduation. Go. She couldn't go. It was a lovely letter. It was. And that was very, like, memorable for him. Like, that because was very important Because she wasn't like that. Him. That was quite, op- she was quite open and he wasn't used With to that from feelings. her. Yeah. Yes. And that was o- enough. It was enough. He was so thrilled and saved that letter. Yes. So I wonder, like, I seriously, as we've been talking about like parenting in our generation, looking back at other generations past and going like, it is so different. Now we put a huge focus on like our children. 
Like we put our own value on the way our children live their lives. And I don't know if that is a great idea anymore. Like I'm like really starting to reevaluate. How involved. I don't, yeah. Like where's the line? Like this is, it's so hard. It is so hard. I want my kids to go out and explore and make mistakes. And yet I want to protect them. So much. From and I think everything. I do a little too much protecting. I do way too much. I got a lot to work on. I have a lot to learn but from Charlie. But a part of it is that like society, schools, all the things. It's all evolved they, as well. They like need the parents. They want the parents involved. So it's like I'm get, I'm being pulled in. That's true too. Do you know what That's I'm saying? Like point. I might try to allow them to go and navigate these things on their own but like the world does not allow the parent like in any of their sporting activities parents are involved like it's a big part of their experience you were telling me about the parent dinners for every event that you've been doing lately it's insane that is so much it's so much and it's like and even like getting on a team sometimes has to do with how much the parents are playing the game of being involved you know what i mean like even like um, schedule planning is it it's so much the parents have to be there and talk them through it and all the things and it's like I and I want to be to a degree I'm, right. not, saying I'm not saying I want I to cut care. my kids off no but Absolutely. it's it's like it's almost I have to battle to allow them to do things on their own right I have to right. like fight for that experience which right. is weird right like they are responsible for this and if they don't turn this paper in I know, like, the parents are trying to connect with me, and I get it. Yeah. As a teacher, I'm doing the same thing, trying to connect. How can we both work together to help this child? But at the end of the day, if, my kid has to care. Yes. If if it's never their responsibility and, and always mine. Then it doesn't matter problem. if I force them to turn it in. Yeah. They have to have buy-in. Yes. To it as well. And at, right now for where I'm experiencing is I'm a hundred percent in and yes. they're not. So why am I more in than they are? Because Obviously we've we're learned in a different the place. lessons of the That's value true. of where they're at. Yeah. We understand the value of the hard work they're going to put in at school right now, but they haven't learned that yet. They don't know the right. value. But of course not. Of course How could not. they? They don't have that life experience. I know. Oh. It's so hard. Parenting is so hard. It's a hard one. And he just seemed to be really like his mother and the way he turned out wonderfully. Like what a man. Right. What a life. Amazing life. And she was semi-involved. So, like yeah. the minute his dad died, it was like, you're the man of the house. Figure it out. We need your help. Yep. Yeah. We you're going to have to like. And they were very involved in his business. Do you remember that? His yes. sister did was like his secretary or kept his books or made his appointments or something. Ran his office. Ran and his home. And his home. Said, and his home to people who were like, no, this isn't okay. But yeah. yeah, they were just all very involved. Very involved in that way because he provided a job. Right. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. As the man of the house is right. the way that I interpret yeah, that yeah anyway super but what a responsibility yeah. for a, what 12 year old was so he 12 young. he was so young so young to have experienced that and like his perspective how that shifted his whole perspective of death mm-hmm. it was like luck yeah you might come to an untimely death by accident 
sickness, you know, genes. It literally, there's only so much control you have over it. Of course, we want to take good care of our bodies. We want to be safe and protect as much as we can. But in the end, we don't have control over all of it. Yeah. And I wonder if like his experience with losing his dad so shockingly Uh and his early years in medicine when he talks about just like sitting there while the body healed itself. Yeah. You know, he kind of talks about they were just helping the body. I wasn't really doing anything. I was saying rest and relaxation and- They were trying a few things here and there, but they were just winging it. They were just assisting the body. Yeah. Rather than intervening. Yeah. And I wonder if that, you know, affected his view on life. Right. And living and death in our bodies. And what you really can do. You can't do anything. It's all luck. Right. So fascinating. Luck. And yet I discovered that by putting this little tiny slit in the heart. Oh, and like, you know, just by trying, putting your finger in a heart and just trying it. And it worked. Oh my god. And gosh. we saved 123 people in the war with shrapnel by doing heart surgery. Like totally crazy. So you don't get involved, but then you try something. Let's see. You're pretty involved. That's involved. And that worked. Yeah. And now we go from there. Totally. I just It's so inspiring. I am very, very the inspired. Averageness. Yeah. Of Charlie is inspiring. He is your neighbor. He yes. is everyone's neighbor. And then it makes me think, like, what are the things that we're just going for it? Am I going for it? Right. And Or am I afraid to try? To try. I'm afraid to try. I'll admit it. Yeah. And I need to go to my neighbors and start listening to them. Yeah. I love older I love people. Old people. I love reading about them. Mm-hmm. I don't go and talk to old people. I, I need to. I hear you. I will say, in my old neighborhood, where I lived before I live now, I hope that's right. Yeah. We were surrounded by empty nesters. Okay. It was just a neighborhood that had aged. And so all of these yeah. people had raised their families there and they've moved on. But the but people the new had families stayed, were coming in. And we were slowly getting some turnover. Yeah. And, but mostly I was surrounded by empty nesters. Yeah. There were, you know, at least, you know, 50 to 80, I would say, were all my neighbors. Yeah. And so they became my friends. I tell everyone, Steve and I were newlyweds at the time, and I grew up in that neighborhood. Like, they taught me what it meant to be an adult. An adult. And they were so good to me. Yeah. Like, they were very patient with my naivete. Yeah. Because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I didn't know, you know? And they were so patient, and they just lovingly taught me. And I cherish those relationships still. It is like some of my favorite people in the world were these older women that lived around me. They're wonderful. Kind of just took you in. Yeah. Just like a neighborhood should be. I know. Made up of all. I know. Ages and Why don't I spend more time and energy there? My next door neighbor is older. She has Uh lots of grandchildren. And my six-year-old daughter, Stephanie is my neighbor, Uh is my six-year-old daughter's best friend. I love your six-year-old daughter. How I'm not. I'm not even That's joking. Just so cute. We just had like a church program with our children. Yeah, and they all the kids get to like say how they are like Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> and she said yeah, they get to tell their their what own they're story. Doing. Yeah, they wrote their own part, and my six year old Swayze said, 
I can be like Jesus by visiting my grandparents and my best friend, Stephanie. Oh, that's so cute. My <laughs> best friend, Stephanie. And people who yeah. don't know think it's her best friend, Stephanie, a six-year-old. No, no. No. It's the grandma that lives the next, grandma next door. door. She loves her. She goes and visits her all the time. She's like, that. I'm going to Stephanie's. And she runs out the door. And they're so little cute. buddies. Anyway, I love the things we can learn. Yeah. By these lives that they've lived. And I feel like one common thread is they're calm. Mm-hmm. And they don't worry. They're not the hustle and bustle of life anymore. They can, they're, they've slowed down. Yeah. And there's such wisdom with that. Yeah. They're seeing things. They're thinking through things. I love at the very end where it talks about find the joy. Yes. Just find the joy in life. Yes. And it was like every day, even though Charlie had lived all of these years, what, he got sick when he was 107, they thought, oh, this is the end. This is it. And he gave him two more years. Well, it was like, there's still more. Yeah. Like, there's just such an optimism that Charlie carried with him to the very last years of his life Mm -hmm. that is so admirable that I hope I can, like, at least take a little bit of it. A little bit of it. Into and, my own daily living. Yeah. And try to improve and be be more like Charlie. Yeah. I want to be like Charlie. Totally. There was just a lot. And I love that David, the author, uh-huh. was like, I promised my children oh. a story, a fairy tale or some story. And this is, and he's like, I hope this is better. Oh, right? And what a great writer. It yeah. was so well written. It was really well done. It was just good storytelling. Yep. Very good storytelling. So many. I mean, we could sit and take oh. every little piece of Charlie because there was so much to learn. Right. I, I think this is a great feel good, like, life is awesome book. It was the perfect time for me to read it because I just needed a feel good yeah. You're doing great. It, things are good. And here's my story for you. And I was in it. I just, oh, I just loved it. I want to buy it for everyone for Christmas. I love this it. This would be a great Christmas gift. It would be. For every family. I think anybody could read this. Oh, Your teenagers absolutely. would enjoy. Well, I don't know that if they would enjoy it. I'm wondering, like, if I left this there on the are coffee some table. Adult things, yeah, that's true. That maybe that's true. Maybe, but not like it wasn't bad. It's just heavy topics that they that might be right. Over their that's heads. true. That's true. But I just, I just thought, I thought it was great. But such a good story. Yeah, I, I feel like for us like at our time of life and the hustle and bustle of life at this stage where i am constantly questioning if i'm doing it right right constantly constantly feeling like i'm dropping every ball that's i'm tossing up around me you know trying to right. keep things going right. it felt like uh exhale like oh it's okay i feel like this is the time of the year where my anxiety peaks and depression creeps in, and I have been struggling. Um, it's been rough. The weekend was rough. Yeah, I mean, I've had a week, and and I know things are good, and depression makes no sense. Right. And I, I just you just have to sit in the pain of depression, and I, I hate it for everyone who experiences it. I turned this book on, and I found a few hours of relief. Yeah. Just felt good. Yeah, exactly. And 
rejuvenating and it, it is just what the doctor ordered. I think right it just gives me. you a good dose of perspective. Yes. Yes. Like I'm sometimes can't see past what's just all the chaos right. around me. Yeah. But this allowed all of that to fade away. 109 and, years worth yeah. of perspective. Yeah. And it was really like an optimistic, feel-good perspective. How Hope. how did you rate it? I gave it four stars. I gave it five. You just loved it. I just, it's just exactly what I needed. It hit at the perfect time. I love when and that I happens. And I want everyone to read it. Yes. And I just loved it. I love that so much. Yeah. What a good story. Fantastic. We would love to hear from you. If you have read this, let us know. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, and share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is your book book club. club.